0: Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to take a look at the astrological energies from May 31st until June 7th as we move into the sixth month of 2023 already and get an understanding of what is coming up right now that is designed to support you in your decision making, in your new choices, and what you're ready to embrace and move into next. Over this next week, we're going to have the Sagittarius full moon on June 3rd, we're going to see Mercury conjunct Uranus and Taurus, and then we're also going to have Venus enter Leo, where she will stay for four months and also make an immediate opposition to Pluto in Aquarius, and that occurs on June 5th. So we'll be talking about all this and more in today's podcast. Welcome back to those of you who are regular listeners. Thank you so much for joining me as I've been doing this podcast for 11 years now. And welcome to those of you who are new and diving into perhaps more of your own astrological energies. I teach and explore Western tropical astrology and I do so through the lens of our spiritual growth, of our energetics and intuition. So that's what we look at through these transiting aspects that arise. And I want to share that with you because there are many approaches to astrology, not just different astrological systems, such as the Western Tropical Astrology and the Vedic Side Real Astrology, but there's different ways that we use astrology, including various specialty approaches such as Traditional Astrology, Evolutionary Astrology, Medical Astrology, Horary Astrology, Electional Astrology, Sinistry, and Relationships, plus also Astrocartography. So all of these are ways to approach and dive into this expansive world of understanding astrology, how it applies to your life path, and what it offers you in terms Understanding yourself, your life path, your own internal energy, as well as how you're here to experience the world in this lifetime. And so, in this Wednesday show, we discuss what is happening currently in the cosmos, how the themes are coming through, how they might be working with you or affecting you. And of course, I offer this in terms of general themes. And I do hope there's something that resonates with you in every show that supports you and that helps you understand what's going on that astrology beautifully pinpoints. So at this time, the sun is moving through Gemini, and I want to discuss the energetics of Gemini a little bit more before diving into the transiting aspects of this week, because there are things about every astrological sign that we understand in very simple terms. And in Gemini, it is associated with our mind, how we think, how we speak. It's connected to how you learn and digest and take in information, It's also connected to your throat chakra. Gemini is about choices and possibilities. There could be things that you don't know what to choose. There's an indecision that can occur with Gemini. There can be a restless mind or anxiety as well. And so I feel like it's important to just highlight some of these general areas and then discuss ways to elevate them, to elevate how you experience these themes because Gemini is about being more mindful. It's about thinking before you speak and with Gemini the energy moves often quite fast between the mind and the mouth and there can be a sense of oh I said something too soon I didn't think it through enough or I need more time to process that. This energy also directly relates to your own natal mercury and how you work with the energies of your mind, how you speak up and express yourself, and what that energy is that can be unconscious until you see and understand your own communication patterns, your own habits, and what you need in order to be a better communicator. That is one thing that Gemini Season highlights is what do I need to communicate or say more honestly, more efficiently, more truthfully, What do I need to even sit with? Where do I need more time to process? Where do I need to understand something? I require more details or information. I want to understand what's going on that maybe I'm not picking up on. So the Gemini energy is our own internal processing system of taking in information, sitting with it, understanding it, and then what to do about it next. So one practical application of this energy could be that maybe you've understood how you show up in conversations with other people, how you prefer to connect and share, also what is interesting to you, what you enjoy thinking about and processing, where your mind naturally goes in terms of what you enjoy thinking about, what is interesting, but also where we have these patterns or loops in our minds that we don't always know how to bust out of or break out of. And in Gemini season, it's good to keep a dialogue flowing. It's good to keep the channels of communication open. And this can simply be internally, but also with others. Where Gemini is the sprinter, it moves fast. It's where at times you can be having a lot of different conversations with different people. A lot is, going on in our lives. It's almost like there can be a lot of things happening all around you and you focus on one thing and then you realize, oh, I got to go over here and take care of this or get this done. So it is a faster moving energy which can also be a distraction. It could feel like you have a lot to do and nothing gets accomplished. Or there's things happening in all these areas of your life and you take them so far and then they never really get completed before you're on to the next thing. So just stay mindful of this in your world, especially if you have planets in Gemini, because the sun coming through this third sign of the zodiac is highlighting this energy for all of us. How, we can be better communicators, how we can be more mindful, but how we can be more efficient because Gemini loves efficiency. It loves the ability to get a lot done in a day, complete those tasks, finish things up and move on to the next. This can also be a good time to look at where in your life you want to keep the energy open to keep conversations going, especially with topics that are important to you any big decisions that are coming up, things you're contemplating, this is a really good time to simply practice, let's keep talking about this. Meaning if you're in a conversation with somebody, say it's a good friend, a family member, or you're in a long-term relationship or any relationship for that matter, and there's things coming up that affect both of you or multiple people. Gemini is about staying present in that topic, in that conversation, and hearing what the other person has to say, what their thoughts are. In astrology, we associate most of these equal exchanges with Libra. How we show up, how we talk about things, how we negotiate, how we figure things out and get on the same page, ideally. But before Libra, you have to know what's going on in your own head you have to have clarity about what you want what you need what matters to you your perspective and essentially gemini is how we show up to these conversations so this could be a good time to understand that there's things you want to continue to talk about through a series of conversations through an ongoing discussion where perhaps it isn't necessary to put a deadline on certain things, instead of saying, we gotta have this figured out by Friday, it might be better to say, let's keep talking about this. Let's just keep the discussion going and keep sharing what's coming up for each of us or for all of us, whether that's in the reply all email or the phone call or the text messaging or the meeting, whatever it might be. But there's something about Gemini that is designed to keep things moving forward but also allowing time to process. Because again, the Gemini dance is the talking and the thinking, allowing time for both. So you have a conversation, and maybe there's no conclusion or there's no decision made, but you say, okay, let's figure this out together, we'll keep talking about this, and then you're like, I'm gonna go sit over here with my snacks, think this through, think about what they said, think about what I brought up, think it through a little bit more, Then re- turn back to the conversation. So this is a good time to look at what you're expressing, sharing and communicating and how that process is working for you. And maybe this is beneficial in hindsight when you look back on previous conversations that didn't go so well or they ended prematurely or you wish you had said more. I feel like a strength of this mindful communication is knowing that it's always better to speak up, to say what you need to say. And also then give yourself time to reflect or sit with something and then come back to that conversation, come back to that topic. And sometimes the Gemini energy, because it can be in a rush, it wants to know the answer today. And some Mercury signs, and that's because Gemini is ruled by Mercury, Mercury wants to know the answer now. We can have impatient mercuries. We can have a need to know all the information, all the plans right away today and get it all taken care of tomorrow. But that doesn't work for everybody. When we are connecting with somebody, we're talking to their Mercury just as they are talking to your Mercury. And so there could be some things coming up in your world showing you different ways to communicate with people that are perhaps not natural for you, not how you would normally move through a decision. But Gemini allows for the back and forth. Gemini allows each person to basically go back, connect with their own Mercury and then return to keep the discussion going. So keep that in mind that that could be something coming up for you. We still have transiting Mercury in Taurus and the Taurus energy needs time. Mercury in Taurus is an observer. It wants time to process to reflect to perhaps be in its own energy its own space to look at what's involved to assess what's practical and so that could be part of the energy as well especially after mercury retrograde where there's still things coming up to sort through to figure out to get an answer around and this week we're going to have this mercury and taurus conjunct uranus at 20 degrees of taurus This is a new degree point that Uranus is at, and so this signifies there could be some new solutions, some new openings, some new possibilities that weren't on the table before. They can come through quickly, This is also where changes happen and those changes can be destabilizing to Taurus because Taurus is about reliability and consistency. You know, don't come in the door and throw too much at me. That's not something that the Taurus energy always prefers or desires. And this can be a big energy when Mercury is conjunct Uranus where something is shaken up It gets tossed out the window, there's surprises, there's unexpected developments. This can also be positive breakthroughs. This can be, oh yes, that's an even better option. That's an even better solution. And that could be something that transpires after we've had this Mercury retrograde in Taurus where you had to sit with something almost like to the point where it was uncomfortable where maybe you wanted to make a choice. You wanted to take care of business. You wanted to make a move on something. That's what that Mercury often is seeking. But there's been a slowdown and all of a sudden there can be a breakthrough. So keep that in mind that that is one of the energy signatures of this week. And it is also part of the energy of the Sagittarius full moon, which occurs at 13 degrees on June 3rd. So as we move into June, there can be some revelations here around what you've been learning and how you are seeing the bigger picture of a part of your life, especially wherever you have 13 degrees of Sagittarius. I have a separate video for you on YouTube discussing that chart in detail, going through more of the energetics that I see in the Sagittarius full moon. It is directly working with the great attractor. And I did discuss that as well in a previous Monday podcast about the major astrology of June 2023. The Sagittarius full moon could be allowing you to download and integrate new energies for your own spiritual advancement. This feels like an evolutionary energy. This also feels like it could show you what you've been trusting is coming through. What you have had faith around could show up what you have been allowing to just stay open and again, trusting the process and maybe there's parts of your life that you have thrown up your hands and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what's coming through next. I'm going to release my expectations. And that's something too that is key for Sagittarius energies because Sagittarius can have big expectations. It can be very Pollyanna and idealistic. It's like, oh, it's going to be the best thing ever. This is going to be so incredible, so amazing. We're going to have the time of our life. Go big, go home. It's a very very amplified energy. And as the Sagittarius full moon connects with the greater Attractor, you could have some realizations coming through. You could also have a sense of where your expectations need to be pulled in a bit, reined in, so that it's more realistic, grounded, and down to earth. And on one hand, that could feel initially disappointing where you're like, oh, I thought it would be like this and then it's something else or a different version that actually is better than what you saw or realized before. So with every full moon, we have revelations and insights and I feel like this one is also bringing us a practical truth. And the reason why I'm saying that is because The full moon in Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is currently in Taurus, which is very practical, wants things simple. The Taurus journey is also about quality over quantity. It's about understanding what you need to live a good life. There could even be some realizations here that this could be easier than I expected. This doesn't have to be some big complicated whatever. Let's get back to what is essential here, back to basics, back to what is true for what I really need and I'm going to live from that place or I want to open the energy up in that way. And this is where you could even surprise yourself during the Sagittarius full moon is that you could say, oh, I really thought it would look like all of this, but I really just need these two things or I really just need this core essential ingredient and that really is the best option. So there's something about this energy too that could be shocking and surprising about what actually shows up and this does relate to what I mentioned before about Mercury conjunct Uranus and Taurus. So even though we have currently the Sun in Gemini, And we're going to have the Sagittarius full moon on June 3rd. We actually have a lot more planets in Taurus. We have a team Taurus going on here with Mercury in Taurus, Jupiter, Uranus, and the North Node. And speaking of the North Node, We also are seeing this Jupiter and Taurus conjunct the North Node saying this is the way to go. This is the opening. This is what's going to be more sustainable and reliable. Work with this. Trust this. Follow what is tangible because Jupiter conjunct the North Node is a rare transiting aspect. And so it's opening up something that's right on time that's meant to support your growth and that means it could take you out of a comfort zone. And that isn't something that Taurus likes but if it brings in more joy, more pleasure, more happiness. It could light up your creativity. It could spark something in you that just feels really strong and solid. That's also part of the energy this week. So you'd want to identify where you have early degrees of Taurus in your chart, specifically 2 and 3 degrees of Taurus as that's where Jupiter is conjunct the North Node and showing you something that is ready to be further developed, grown, built, perhaps decorated or rejuvenated. You could feel new life coming through with this energy and that's part of how the Jupiter Optimism works is that there's a feel-good quality here. And hey, we'll take more of that, right? Like bring more of that up and let's have that served at every meal because that is how we raise our vibration. Um, In Taurus, it's also stabilizing. There's something here that could feel like this is an obvious yes. This is a clear direction or opportunity to follow Now, as with all of the astrological transiting aspects, it will pertain more to you if you have planets or points in the early degrees of Taurus, as well as the early degrees of the earth signs, which are Virgo and Capricorn. So you would look and see, do you have planets or points at two, three, even four degrees of the earth signs? If so, Stay open to what shows up for you. This is a lucky influence. This is where there can be abundance and manifestations and good things. So keep that in mind because also with Jupiter, we can overlook it. We can think it's too good to be true, we can take it for granted, uh, not put in the effort, not show up, just assume, oh, it's always going to be there or I will take care of that in a month or so. No, the energy is look at it now. This is coming up in front of you for a reason now. Don't take it for granted. Don't assume it's always going to be there. So just stay aware that the Jupiter influence wants you to have something that feels good in your world, in your life. Life open up, but it does require your participation because Jupiter can be lazy. Jupiter can be very chill to the point where you don't do anything, but this would be a week to do something about it. If something comes through, if you get a message in your inbox, if something shows up that excites you and lifts your energy, I feel like this Sagittarius full moon along with this Jupiter energy Is time to say yes and again it could surprise you because of that Mercury conjunct Uranus which brings in the unexpected and that makes the Taurus energy speed up as well. So getting back to Mercury conjunct Uranus during the full moon, this is an acceleration of energy especially because Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury. So Mercury being about The mind, the brain, the individual, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, how you think, your own processing and what you sit with and then how you communicate it. That's all mercury. It's all individual and specific to who you are. Well, when this mercury comes in direct contact with its higher octave of Uranus. Uranus is about the cosmic mind, the universal intelligence systems, everything going on in the bigger picture of it all. So when they have a direct connection here, there's a download that comes through to the individual from the cosmic mind. There's a sense of perhaps more understanding, more information. Maybe it's overwhelming and a lot but it can also be an upgrade. It can be an upgrade in how we see things, in our understanding and what is coming together that actually makes sense. So this is a week of surprising communications, breakthroughs, things opening up that maybe felt stagnant or stuck, something that you've been trusting or open to, it shows up in a tangible way. And that's how I'm basically putting together all these pieces here and understanding what the main energy signature is. This also is about plans and travel and getting out into the world. This is about maybe doing something differently or in a new way. Maybe you feel inspired to try something or to take a risk. That's also part of what's showing up because... There's a lot of growth here and it feels quite positive. Uh, Whenever we have Sagittarius and Jupiter energy showing up strongly, there can be a jovial sense of what's unfolding. You could feel happy about it, uplifted, and that whatever has been forming behind the curtain comes forward and is shown to you in some fashion or some manner. So all of this is connected to that Sagittarius full moon, as well as Jupiter conjunct the north node in Taurus and Mercury conjunct Uranus in Taurus at 20 degrees. Now, the other energy we see moving forward this week will be Venus, Venus in Cancer, is going to trine Neptune in Pisces at 27 degrees on June 2nd. This is a feel-good energy. This is receptive and feminine. This is about emotional flow and intuition. There could be something here that is a beautiful understanding. You could have a sense of what is opening your heart or what feels good to you. Venus in Cancer is nurturing and sensitive. She's also about how to support other people, how to offer care, how to be there for others, whatever they might be going through, or also what is important to understand about someone more personally. This is a personal energy. It could also be that you want more time to yourself. There might be a desire to internalize, to reflect, to take space and be in your own flow with something. And you could be receiving some messages from your higher self, which is the frequency that Neptune and Pisces is tapped into. You could have some kind of download or understanding about something going on in your heart in your feelings, in your personal world. There can even be a cleansing here and a letting go, which is also supported. Venus in Cancer can be connected to the past. She can be thinking or spinning in something that happened or something that didn't happen. She can be connected to something in her personal world that she doesn't always know what to do with, but this connection to Neptune and Pisces is let it go tap into your inner Elsa here and let it go, let it flow, allow something to move through you and that could feel beautifully supportive as well as a beautiful gift to yourself and your own energy. Then Venus in Cancer moves in to Leo. It's funny, I almost said then Elsa in Cancer. Which, by the way, I'm referring to the Disney movie of Frozen, for those who would not be familiar with the song or the energy. So Venus moves into Leo on June 5th, and this is where Venus is going to stay for four months because of the upcoming retrograde that begins in July. And so this is a common cycle that Venus moves through where she is retrograde every 18 months or so. The last Venus retrograde we had was in Capricorn. So this energy is going to be quite different with Venus in Leo being retrograde. And I will do a separate podcast episode for you focusing on those themes, including the energetics of the Venus star point which is part of the retrograde dance. But June 5th is where she enters Leo, where she stays until October 10th, and she immediately has an opposition to Pluto in Aquarius retrograde at zero degrees. It's the first time in our lifetime that this opposition has occurred. And that's because it's the first time that Pluto is in Aquarius. So we previously had Mars in Leo opposing this Pluto in Aquarius. Now here comes Venus. And her opposition to Pluto only happens one time, thankfully, it's not something that she's going to continue to experience through her retrograde, but there could be something jarring that occurs as she opposes this Pluto. This could be an energy of abrupt endings, breakups, relationships being done and complete because of how Venus rules our hearts, our relationships, how we connect, what feels good, what gives us confidence. She also relates to our money and our creativity. So all of these themes are big when Venus opposes Pluto because there is some kind of death and that's part of the Pluto energy signature but keep in mind that is about a transformation. Something can't keep going the way that it has been. There has to be a change. Pluto requires a change and so this is where if there's something coming up for you that you've been sitting with or figuring out, this would be a time of saying, I've got to do this differently. This has to be transformed. There's something here that I might not have actively seen or maybe I didn't choose. And that's part of the struggle with this opposition is that there can be a powerlessness with it. There can be the energy of Something occurs outside of your perceived control and that creates a power struggle. And Pluto is the stronger energy. Even though Pluto is retrograde, Pluto is requiring this Venus and Leo to give up something she wants. Venus and Leo is connected to our heart's desires, our ability to have confidence in our gifts, in what we create and what we share and what we offer. There's a sense of this is who I am and a desire to feel good about that, to feel proud of who we are. But that is challenged with the opposition to Pluto that requires something at a very deep level to be permanently changed. And keep in mind, this energy also highlights perhaps what came up for you during the fixed Grand Cross energies that we had in the middle of May, which were at the zero degree points and even some more ramifications or consequences or fallout from that energy, especially if it works with you personally. Now, this energy is occurring at zero degrees of Leo and zero degrees of Aquarius. So if you have planets or points at zero degrees of the fixed signs, this is working with you more personally. If you do not have planets or points of zero degrees, then you wouldn't necessarily feel this as personally. But there is a pivotal shift, and then it's something that you might be working through during the Venus retrograde. Because even though Venus doesn't come back to interact directly with Pluto, she is going to be in retrograde in Leo, and that is always about the RE words, reconsidering, reprioritizing, reprogramming. So it's almost like she enters into this new territory of Leo. She gets a jolting no. Something is collapsing, falling down. It's not working. And then she has about four months to look at it more, to rework it, reevaluate what she is moving through. And then she's going to arrive at some clearer decisions after stationing direct so this is just a heads up about the leo areas of your chart that there is going to be a focus here on what is working what is not working if it's really true to who you are now and if it's ready to go the distance or if it's really in alignment with your values and that's always something that venus brings up as well is that we assess what is really true for you now what do you want and what do you need what is important, especially based on how much you've grown and changed since the last Venus retrograde, not to mention all these other big energies we've been working with. So there will be relationship breakups and breakdowns. There will be changes in money and financial choices. Uh, There will be parts of our lives that we're understanding we don't even want it anymore. And that could be part of where you have put in your own energy or effort. This can certainly be creative projects, things that you thought you wanted to continue doing and then you realize it isn't part of what lights you up it doesn't really raise your frequency or support your vibration um it can almost feel like it just keeps weighing you down and you don't know why and that can be confusing too when you think well i've always loved doing this i've always enjoyed this i've lost something here this isn't working for me it isn't connecting with who i am now so i'll be discussing this energy even more in the podcast that looks at this Venus in Leo retrograde, but just a heads up that this is a week where you could get some very clear indicators of what is ending and what is over. It's not a good time for financial decisions. It's not a good time to make a big purchase, especially if you're doing it to please others or out of some kind of obligation or the shoulds. At least wait until after Venus opposes Pluto. So again, that happens June 5th. So let's say June 3rd, June 5th, June 6th. Wait it out if you can. I know that's not always possible, but understand that it's more volatile and there could be things that are closed down or shut down that also force your hand or force you to make another choice or another decision. Venus is now traveling behind Mars in Leo. And when they're both in Leo, they are royal. They are the king and the queen. They are traveling with a sense of their own sovereignty, of their own desires, what they want, what they want to create, how they want to use your energy. And so this is actually going to support anything you might have to reconfigure where the Leo energy returns you to what do I want? And this also directly connects to your solar plexus. Now, Venus and Mars are never exactly conjunct. They are going to be traveling about four to five degrees apart from each other as we're going to have Mars enter Virgo while Venus is slowing down in Leo. So we will see them both in Leo until July 10th. Then that's when Mars enters Virgo. This is when the masculine and feminine are on the same page, when they're traveling in the same astrology sign. And so you could look at this as your own feminine and your own masculine energies working together, understanding something from the same perspective wanting to create something that is true for you. This is very creative energy. You could look at what needs to be recreated. And also a heads up that that's something that will be a theme during the Venus retrograde is that we see what is no longer in resonance, what no longer feels true to us. How can I do this differently? How can I recreate this? But there is a slowdown coming. So it's not a good time to rush forward or move too quickly now realistically if something takes off it moves forward it's all systems go then just at least know that it will shift and change during the venus retrograde that there will be things that will have to be reevaluated, reconsidered reprioritized recreated and that's simply the case with every planet as it's in retrograde but if you can have that in your expectations at least you're aware You're aware of, okay, this is where it's at right now. It's going to shift and evolve and it's going to look different on the other side when Venus is direct again. So I just wanted to mention all that because when Venus goes into Leo, again, she has that opposition from Pluto and then she's also going to have an interesting dance with the nodes of fate. During her retrograde, so I'll get into that more. In fact, we'll talk about that on Monday's podcast episode. That we really are reprogramming something in our hearts and in our solar plexus that I feel relates to a new version or new experience, new expression of those energies. And I realize that might be a little vague, so to be more specific, it relates to. Really honoring a new level of self-love in yourself, self-worth, self-value, understanding more of what you want because you know you can create it, you know you can have it, and you might be required to stand on your own in something in a new way, to basically assert your needs or stand up for what is true for you, especially in your heart, and have a sense of, I'm taking a risk on this. And that is also part of the Leo energy in a healthy manner is that we desire to be courageous. We desire to do something that at first feels like a risk, but when it's connected to the fact that you know you're worth it, that you can create something powerful with your energy, that will allow you to be in that power, to be in that sense of self in a whole new way. So there's going to be new levels of self-ownership as well as seeing yourself and who you are now and that is also a Leo energy signature of shining your light, being seen, understanding who you are for your own gifts and your own expressions and feeling strong about that. So to review, we are in Gemini season with the sun traveling through Gemini, however, We have more energies in Taurus right now that will be where the action is happening with that Mercury conjunct Uranus plus Jupiter conjunct the North Node. Then we also have this Venus entering into Leo that is going to bring up some things that are complete over and done while also showing you deeper insights into what you love value and want to create next however it will be a slower creation process because of the upcoming Venus in Leo retrograde which doesn't begin until July 23rd but I'm just giving you a heads up because that's one of the beautiful things of astrology is that it does highlight for us more of the timing of these energies and themes before signing off for today's episode I wanted to again thank those of you who have inquired about Jaden and his journey through his medical experiences and healing process it is a long term process that he's in it will unfold over a number of months so I appreciate again your care your beautiful kind words and even what you have offered and shared with me personally through your own messages and experiences. So thank you again for that. There was a huge response to the Ring of Fire Solar Eclipse Astrology Retreat coming up in Tulum in October. So if you are considering it, you would want to decide sooner than later. It's possible that it's sold out by the time this podcast is live. And if it is sold out, we will have a wait list in case space or rooms become available. So please note that there has been a lot of interest in this, which is very exciting. But I wanted to give you that quick update for those who are still pondering joining us in Tulum. You can find all of my latest events, offerings, and programs over at online. I have a variety of astrological teachings available there based on your own level and understanding of astrology and I hope it helps you connect more with the energies in your natal astrology chart. So please check that out over at mollymccord.online. I will be back next Monday for another podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining me. and wishing you a beautiful Sagittarius full moon and hopefully some delightful surprises as the week unfolds. Take good care and I'll see you back here soon.